but uh, yeah, I noticed with me as I got older, my mind, it was really with me, the, the clarity and like, man, where did my energy go? Where did my youth go? Because that to me, like you look, if you can remember back when you're like, you know, 10 years old and you think the, the vitality you'd wake up with. It's just funny. It's funny you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Oh, hey there, friends. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Barardo Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tony Barardo. Today's episode, uh, we shall talk to uh, a gentleman that I found on um, the TikTok. Uh, his name is Dane, and Dane has some really interesting content. If you haven't uh, seen him before, you can find him at The Real Soil Connection. And his really main focus is to just reconnect nature and uh, healthy living with. Uh, fellow humans. So we had a lot to talk about regarding health, wellness, and uh, overall social media's impact on said topics. So this was a lot of fun. So everyone, please help me welcome Dane. I mean, listen, man, I'm especially with what the shit we're going to talk talking about, like the fact that you're outside, I'm digging it. It's perfect. It's up to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I noticed pretty much all your content is outside, which I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with a with a username, the real soil connection. If you're inside, eh. right, right, that's exactly right. But um, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate you. With I don't know if you looked at kind of my podcast and stuff, what I do, but I have a a background in in marketing, uh, management. I own my own company. Uh, but this podcast I've been doing for about three, four years now, and it's all about health, wellness, uh, financial health, mental health, physical health. Uh, social interaction. So I like to have guests on like yourself that have a passion for certain topics. And, you know, hopefully we can get out to the masses with my, right now I'm only at about 3000 subscribers, but um, I'm hoping to continuously grow and, and just kind of spread the word about mental health and physical health. So yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. On. Where, where, does, where, where do you think the most of your subscribers come from? Just curious. Um, I think word of mouth, you know, like my, my Instagram following is decent. But um, I'm just starting to ramp up TikTok, and I'm—I know you—you you got a big following on TikTok. That's like the new thing. So I'm glad I'm investing time into that because I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's a lot of word of mouth. YouTube, I got a decent following as well, but um, it just kind of happened organically, where it was just like me talking into the mic myself, and then eventually I started having guests on about a year and a half ago, and that's all I do now. Like that's my full-time gig, that and content creation. So. I, now that I left my corporate job and I'm doing this full time, I got some big plans for it. So, and what what did what did you do? What was your corporate thing? Um, so I worked for I was in the beverage industry for almost 15, 16 years. I worked at Coca Cola for a while in sales. Okay, and then uh, I got a job at Monster Energy in marketing, and uh, it was <laughs> perfect. Yeah, and we we could definitely talk about that, <laughs> but it's. It, so it was interesting that I was in that world because I've been plant-based and vegan for quite some time. I don't consume, I didn't really consume energy drinks at all, uh, unless they made us yeah. like at conferences and stuff. But I mean, aside, yeah. aside from that, like it was very uh, hypocritical. So I, I got laid off for something stupid, not surprisingly, by a big corporate, corporate yeah. job. And uh, it, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, for sure, because now I'm, I can actually do what I love and that I'm passionate about. And it was kind of like a long time coming. So it worked out well. That's cool. 
I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm chasing signal here. So <laughs> TikTok is where it's at. I think, um, absolutely for this kind of content for sure, for sure. And I mean, that's where yeah. I, that's where I found you, you know, and I have, I have a background. Um, I was a personal trainer prior to me working in beverage. So I've always had a passion for, for physical health and mental health. And, um, but that's where I found you was TikTok. So it's interesting how, how things do, do change because I, I remember just six months ago, you know, I was on tick, I was on Instagram all the time and that's where I consumed a lot of content. But now I post on Instagram and that's it. I don't scroll on Instagram. Right. You know, it's, it's interesting how if you're Instagram, cause you, you see, Oh boy on TikTok doing his like Instagram creators and you know, Hey, we're gonna, we're helping Instagram creators and those stupid videos that the CEO tick of Instagram does. And he'll post, yeah, yeah. he'll post shit on TikTok, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, he'll try to explain, Hey, we want to do this for the creators and we want to do, and we're like, bro, the only reason why people like Instagram is because of the photos and you're taking that away yeah. and making a TikTok and you're not going to be better unless they buy TikTok. That's the only way this thing's going to work. Yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to see that. Oof. Yeah. That can't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. It's interesting, man. It's evolved for sure. Just in two years, but. I always had this conversation with like fellow creators and stuff where could you imagine if there wasn't a pandemic? Right. Right. Like would TikTok be what it is today? No. Right. Right. Because everybody was home. I remember when that first happened and it first transitioned from musically to TikTok and you know, it was 2019, 2020 and then everyone's at home just fucking scrolling and doing stupid dances and we had nothing to do. Right. Because of the pandemic. So, so how did you, so what, what videos did you see that, I'm I'm curious what caught your attention for me. Ooh, it was so long ago. Um, I honestly don't remember. I think I probably saved it, but I think it was something to do with uh, making your own, making your own drugs. Your pharmaceutical. I forget what drug you you put up there, but you put something on. Was it was it banana or was it the um, avocado? Probably one of those. It was avocado. Yeah, avocado. Okay. But what drug was that though? That you were talking about. Um. It escapes me off the top of my head. Yeah. Forgive me. It's okay. Starts with an A. Starts with an A. It'll come to me. Yeah. We'll come back to it. But yeah, it was that. And then I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I just started looking at all your content. I was like, this dude's outside all the time. And um, yeah, just, you know, it's that to, that to me, anybody that can, especially the fact that I've been plant-based for uh, almost four years now, I had to do it for health reasons. And I just didn't limit How come? Well, uh, like, well, yeah, I mean, my listeners probably are sick of hearing it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, quick version, quick, <laughs> quick version. version. So I was diagnosed with Crohn's, Crohn's disease. Okay, yeah, typical deal, inflammation. Yep. That's right. Yep. And uh, for me, it was just like I had to do an elimination diet to try to figure it out. And doctors had me on right. medicine, and they're they're trying to give me Humira and um, prednisone and, you know, all this yep. bullshit that they typically steroids. Do. Yeah. Yep. Um, to try to help and push it right back in, push it back in. Seriously. Yeah. And yep. my, my case is very interesting because unlike a lot of Crohn's patients, if they eat like hot food, they got to like run to the bathroom. Me, yeah. I'm the opposite. Me, I can eat whatever I want. Everything's fine. And then eventually my intestines get just clogged up. Like, cause my scarring is at the very bottom of my intestines. So yeah. it gets clogged up and then I get backed up and then I have to go to the hospital yep. within hours. And oh, wow. yeah, so it's, it gets pretty gnarly where I got to get pumped out and it was happening a lot, a couple times a year. Of course they recommended surgery and all this stuff, but after a bunch of medication like Humira and things, and I was getting some bad reactions, I'm like, you know, let me just see if my diet works. 
and I cut out red meat and I was still having issues eating chicken and fish. Then I cut out chicken and just eating yep. fish. I was still having issues. And then I decided, Ugh, let me do plant-based. Fuck. Let me try this. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And, God then, damn. and then I did yeah. it and I shit you not, man, within weeks, um, I wasn't having, yep. I lost a lot of rosacea on my skin that I had, which, you know, people don't know your gut is almost as strong as everything. Your, yeah. Like I would even venture it's to everything. say, we don't know a lot about the brain, but I think in 10 years, 20 years, we're going to figure out that the brain and the gut are very like from an intelligence standpoint on a cellular level, I think they're neck and neck. You know, it's yeah. Because it's all. I think the, I think the gut, the guts above it. Ooh, we already know like this, it, yeah. but we're not supposed to know this. Mm. Shh. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into that, bro. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk turkey on that. Yeah, because that to me, like oh. that, that was the big thing that really made it opened up my eyes a little bit on this podcast because I had a lot of experts on, especially people talking about functional mushrooms and ayahuasca, and you know, I got into like these deep conversations and that I realized we don't know shit about the mind or the body and especially the gut. And I'm just like, all right, if that's the case, let me try to, let me control what I can control. And if I know what I'm eating and I could put in my body that I know what it is and it's natural, then I would imagine my gut and my Crohn's is going to be affected in a positive way. There's going to be no negatives that come from it. And I'm like, worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, whatever, I'll go back to eating cheeseburgers. And sure as shit, yep. taking care of my body and doing a lot of uh, cold plunges and um, sauna, meditation, going outside and just walking barefoot first thing in the morning, you know, get that circadian rhythm, just these little things that I was doing over the course of a couple of years. I have not been to the hospital for my Crohn's in almost two years by doing Boom. this. And there you go. It's fuck, who knows there if it's go. going to last forever, but right now it's fucking working. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yep. And, um, yep. yeah, it's the, yeah. yep. It's the food. Of course, the other things do, I mean, the movement, uh, it's all about magnetism mm -hmm. and that's the thing that, uh, is the no, no topic by the way, Ooh. but uh, food that is alive has magnetism. It has electricity. It costs more than it gives. That's mm -hmm. what I was looking for. So when you eat dead foods, meats, things like that, it costs the body more than it gives. And the body eventually gets to the point, like in your case, or even my case, we may not all be at that level, but I think most people who eat or most Americans who eat the American diet, they eat dead food. We all get to that point where it starts showing up in some way. Mm. You know, I mean, well, how old were you when you really, when it started happening to you? Um, probably 30. 30. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm, a, I'm approaching there within a year. So, and I noticed it, I started noticing my body changing probably when I was about 25. I mean, I ate typical American diet, you know, meat, I thought meat was the Holy grail. Um, you know, love T-bone steak, hamburgers, but, uh, yeah, I noticed with me, as I got older, my mind, it was really with me, the, the clarity and like, man, where did my energy go? Where did my youth go? Mm -hmm. Cause that to me, like you look, if you can remember back when you're like 10, you know, 10 years old and you think the, 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 the vitality you'd wake up with. And when you tie that together with like saving your seed, which I'm sure you know about, uh, it's all about magnetism, electrical, electrical component in your body. So if you can strengthen that, then your cells can get stronger. And uh, I was going to ask you when you when you talk about grounding, I was going to ask you if you had a grounding mat, because grounding at night when you sleep obviously would be the best time. Mm. So um, yeah, you can you can just get little little um, they're like silver, they're like laced with silver, 
and you just sleep on sleep on them at night and man they make a huge difference really um, if you look in yeah if you look into grounding the real science behind it uh, of course they don't want to do very many t- studies on this but, you know anything that heals that really heals it's not going to get the attention it's just not going to there's no money in it you know money is in the sickness yeah and uh, I mean, it's obvious when you look around and you look at yourself, you look at every time you go to the hospital. I mean, everything's set up for the doctor's convenience, the nurse's convenience, but not the, the patients. But um, mm. I don't want to go down like the negative path. That's not my intent. But you still have to be aware of it and know, you know what you're feeding into. So, But yeah, back to the grounding. Whenever you sleep grounded or even when you're standing on it, when you're not sleeping, it acts like an antioxidant. So the, the, the electrons, the free-flowing electrons come in and they scrub your cells. They're like a scrub and they clean them out and they charge them back up. So yeah, it's a, it, it's a huge, it makes a huge difference. I notice it now when I sleep and when I, when I sleep around and when I don't, wow. uh, but anyway, and yeah, just kind of, yeah. And do you, I mean, do you do that under your sheets or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So right. it just, no, no. So you have to be contact, right? So, so the way to understand grounding is just like have a little basic understanding of electricity mm-hmm. and conductive conductive materials, right? Like, you know, if you put your hand on a hot iron, you're going to feel the heat transfer into your hand, right? Energy. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing is true when you're laying on it or when you're stepping on it. So you have to be in contact with the minerals, ideally, or like if you're on grass, it needs to be wet. And that's how you get the, the electron flow. But uh, even though there is still a conductive ability when there's not, you know, a lot of water, yeah. uh, but it's better, you know, but it, when you're sleeping, yeah, absolutely. You want to be completely contact and you could do a, st- you could do a test for yourself. So this is not just all woo woo. This, you can actually look this up, get a, get an electrical meter and put, put the negative um, component on like a ground, right. And then touch your, touch the positive to your finger while you're not, why you are not grounded. And so what's going to happen is this negative force the negative ground is going to flow through your body and on the other side of the electrical meter is going to read a voltage guaranteed you will have volts running through you you know with the, all the electromagnetic smog you 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 can't help it unless you go way out right yeah. so now put your foot on the mat ground yourself to the same to the same ground that the, the electrical meters on you your your body voltage will almost go down to zero so this is the key wow. you can you can test this stuff and um yeah when, the more contact you have, I've done a, I've done tests with myself. Like I'm, I, whenever I'm on my computer, I always ground myself. I've noticed I can be on my computer a lot longer because any kind of bad radiation, it pulls it out, right? You don't become the conduit anymore. It immediately goes out into the ground if you're connected to the ground, right? Yeah. You are. So it's just a loop. All a ground is for anyone who doesn't know about grounding, it's just a loop back into the earth. You're you're attached electrically to the earth. It's literally that simple. Wow. Right. Yeah. So that's why when you're standing on it, you're you're getting that same effect. But yeah, I guarantee sleep grounded for a week, you you will notice a huge difference. Oh shit. Okay. And then so how did you get your start? Like, what's your background? What's your experience? Yeah. So I I grew up, I would say, in a pretty sick family. You know, most. I mean, if you're an American, I think mm-hmm. most people have enough um, things going going wrong for them. You just can't help it. I mean, it's designed that way. That's where the money comes from. A sick some sick other members, Crohn's disease, a lot of gut issues in my family, herniated discs, um, really bad acne. Mm. And, but it, but it didn't show like, it doesn't show like, you know, we, what didn't show till way later on in life, you know, we're talking forties, thirties, forties. Of course. I was lucky in the fact, I guess that I, I didn't have to go through it personally, you know, really on a really intense level as, as a young age. 
but I did have other issues like I would have um, skin issues, you know, like on my knees, they would ooze and stuff. And this is this this is when I'm like in high school, and I my parents were were at least smart enough to know that the medical system doesn't heal you; they just give you you know symptom reduction. Mm. And uh, especially after going to doctor after doctor after doctor, eventually you learn it. Like they can't help me. This is the same thing. They do this over and over. They just give me another drug, and they say, oh well, we think it's this, and then they make up some name to classify you to give you an excuse why you can't get better. You know, it's kind of that clicking and seeing that op- observing and just seeing the misery around me. And I thought, man, this, this is not it. This is not it. This is, it's like it takes half a brain to see it uh, when you go through it. Right. But when you haven't gone through it, you know, the first thing you do because of fear is you're programmed to run to the hospital, run to the hospital. They'll save me, you know, and it comes back to this fundamental responsibility. You know, you do take responsibility for your health or do you? You act like a victim and you give it away to somebody else. And, you know, when I, well, when I get sick, they'll just give me something for it or they'll cut my organ out. And, uh, you know, I have this, I have this many years to live. Oh, I, you know, I'm a victim. So I just saw that mentality and I thought, you know, I refuse that. I'm not doing that. Dude. And that's, uh, that's interesting too, because I mean, David, David Sinclair talks a lot about this too. I don't know if you follow him. Um, but he talks a lot about, uh, aging. Uh, he's the aging guru. And age, yeah, yeah. aging yep. is a is a sickness, and right. it's a sickness based off of not in his words. I'm paraphrasing in my own words, but uh, I've always my wife hates this when I say it. But everything has a shelf life. Yep. Right, and everything from the food you eat to um, this planet, um, everything has a shelf life. It's going to end eventually, most likely, or it might evolve into something different, but. You know, your body has a shelf life and the more bullshit you're putting in it, the faster you're going to age. You know, the reason we talk about these diseases and stuff that show up when we're in our late 30s and 40s, it's because your body is aging. You know, aging is a disease, you know, and you're as you're getting older, your body can't handle fighting off these diseases that are coming. But that's not because you're abused. That's right. Abuse. That's right. And it's not because you're getting old. It's because the the food that you're putting in your body, like go to Europe, right? Get, like go to Europe and look at those centurions that are living to 120 and you ask them what their diet yep. is and they're like, it's a p- pasta and spread and it's wine. And you're like, what the fuck? How are you? How are you doing this? And it's only because their bread is different than our bread in America. It's electrical. It's alive. Yeah, dude. And that's the only difference. That's the only difference. Our food is dead. It's pl- packaged in plastic. They grind the wheat up. And preservatives. And then they remove every. They remove everything out of yeah. it, and you get dead food. Yeah. There's no electricity in it. There's no magnetism in it. That's the difference. I mean, dude. Even just look at something that every single ingredient has on this planet that we make in America anyway, and that sugar. Look at sugar as a whole. We don't even take real cane sugar and put right. it in food. We artificially make sugar so it lasts longer right. on the shelf. Because yeah, and concentrates yeah, it. Yeah, because if we have a longer-lasting sugar, that means we can have more product on the shelf that lasts longer, and that's a good sell for Walmart and Publix and Winn-Dixie because when you have those yep. things that last three weeks, four weeks, you're most likely going to sell those things, so the store will buy these items in bulk. But you look at like my dad, my dad makes his bread at home and it's the best bread 
you'd ever have yep. because there's three fucking ingredients and he bakes it. Yep. But he's like, Tony, you better eat this today. And I'm like, why? He's like, it's going to be moldy in three days. So either yep. freeze it yep. or you got to eat it right away because it's that good. And then I'm like, oh, so that's why. It's alive. Yeah, dude, it's alive. Yep. It's a real. Things can grow on it mm. because it's alive. When it's dead, there's no biology. Nothing can happen to it. You ever see those videos on speaking of TikTok, but I saw this wild video of this like chick who grabbed a McDonald's burger and she let it sit for like 15 years. She recorded this whole thing. Yeah, you yeah. saw that? <laughs> yeah. And it didn't change. It didn't. Yep. <laughs> the cheese looks the same. Of course it is brown. And, but I mean, in terms of like the texture and everything, it didn't, nothing happened. The bread didn't mold. And you're like, we put that in our bodies. Right. Whoa. It's gnarly, dude. But what, what what's amazing to me, it, it's it's so amazing, is just how much abuse our bodies can take. I mm. mean, it's just incredible when you really think about it. I mean, preach, bro. I mean, preach. <laughs> we could eat that, man. People can eat that, and they're still okay, and they do that for years, and until they can't. Until they can't. Until they can't. Yeah, yeah, because again, it's your body. It does have that shelf life, but it is amazing how we are able to adapt. Like the body's so incredible. Like even just getting cut, not too much of a pity party for me, but I just had a, a tumor that was found in my lung last year and um, it was benign, thank goodness, but I had to get a portion of my lung removed. And uh, so I, I had about a third of my lung removed. And just the, what I went through from a recovery standpoint and how hard it was, because of course the second I leave, I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks, but the second I leave, they try to give me oxy. And I'm like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Thanks. And they're like, well, it's going to be painful. I was like, I know. It's going to be painful. I know. Yeah. But I go, you know what's even more painful? Losing my job and my house and my wife because I'm hooked on a freaking opioid. That's worse yeah. than the pain I'm going to go through. Yeah. Like, pain is good because that tells me that I'm alive. My body's alive and I'm, I'm good. I don't want to feel numb to it, right? And, of course, yeah. the second I get home, I kind of regretted it because it was the worst pain of my life. But... I got through it and it's fine, but the recovery, like I was working out six months later. Of course, I'm still getting stronger as I go through, but the the fact that- Did you breathe? Did, did you have a hard time breathing? Yeah. Yeah, it was garbage. Yeah, my body definitely had to get used to it. I could tell as I was, because I'm very active, I could tell as I was breathing that it was new. It was like a new, um, what's the best way to say it? It was like a new batch of air. Like my body wasn't used to- this little amount of air going into my lungs. So like yeah. the normal activity that I would do, even just going up and down the stairs, I had to get used to that because I would get winded a lot faster and, you know, I could feel the pain of my, of my right lung. But it's crazy just the fact that I was able to get through that. And I, I always thought to myself the entire time this was happening, I was like, you know, if I was like a fat, unhealthy piece of shit, I would not be able to recover this quickly and this good. That to me is terrifying because for people out there that are just eating whatever they want and they're not doing the little steps to make their physical and mental health the best it could possibly be, when you do have these circumstances in life, whether it's a disease or it's the surgery or if you have to outrun a saber-toothed tiger one day, like, don't you want to be the healthiest you could be? Like, it's right. crazy to me that people don't think this far ahead, but I also look at the flip side where it's like a cheeseburger is delicious, so I get it. But yeah, when yeah, you pick your pleasure. That's what I've learned. You either pick it in food or you pick it in the things that you do. Mm, that's interesting. I it's like really that. that simple. Yeah, because food's an addiction. I don't know if you've ever 
I don't know what you know about fasting. I'm huge on fasting. Oh yeah. I fast, and, I fast uh, fasting, every day. Yeah. Fasting to me is what really showed me that. Um, I did a, I did a 48 day fast and, um, it, it showed me just how much we're addicted to stimulation. Mm-hmm. And you realize that food is that stimulation, you know, but, but it can be anything, right? But, but for most people it's food. But what you realize when you start removing food and you start putting your attention, uh, you know, on other things, you'll find that you get the same dopamine or whatever, you know, feel good from doing things. And what you find when you start eating, that goes away. You don't, you, you know, you're like, why am I lazy? Why don't I want to do things? It's because you're getting it from your food. That's right. That's so true. Anyway. And I do, I do a lot of intermittent fasting. I haven't done a, a 48 hour plus in quite some time, but I, I know the huge benefits to that. But even just intermittent fasting, I, I tell a lot of people, uh, as long as you can talk to a nutritionist or someone who knows what they're talking about, that can write you out something. Because you got to be careful, like when you're doing intermittent fasting in particular, um, you know, your first meal right after that, whether it's a 16 hour fast or if you go a full day, you got to be careful with the stuff you do eat. So I always tell people, get with a professional, not a doctor, but get with a professional like a nutritionist or an herbalist or something. And even just intermittent fasting to me, you'll see great benefits. Like from a production standpoint, doing a 16 hour fast, I do that every day. Maybe sometimes I'll go, I'll go 20, but my last meal is like at 6 PM, 7 PM. And then I don't eat until lunch the next day. And even that alone, you see massive benefits. Like people don't understand your morning productivity is going to skyrocket just off that. And people are like, well, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to feel, I think I'm going to, I want a productive day. So I want to have a nice breakfast. And I'm like, right, dude, it's exact opposite. Whatever, whatever you've been taught is exact opposite. Yeah. Not surprisingly, not surprisingly, right? Like, why would they tell us something that, like, imagine if research came out that says, you don't need food, just let's put it out there, like ever, you don't need food ever. Who is that going to benefit from a corporate standpoint? Right. Every single food company will go out of business. So even if that was true, which it's not, I'm just saying hypothetically, even if it was true, no one's going to admit that. So it makes you think maybe companies are out for their own good. Just maybe. It's possible. <laughs> and the faster we yeah, realize and, that, and even if, you know, even if they are, we can't, what I've learned is we're not, we're not victims. Mm. You know, we need to stop thinking like a victim. You know, it's they're Okay. They're trying to make money, but it's our, it's our, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. If that happened, they would, it doesn't matter. They can do whatever they want to do, but it's not going to work. Mm. That's why it works in some countries and it doesn't work in other countries because of the mindset. Yeah. I've, I've never heard anybody say it like that. You're right. Yeah. Cause we're not the victim. Cause we always try to, you know, especially even people on the plant-based vegan side, sometimes I hate that culture because they're always blaming big dairy right. and big, and a lot of that is true, but also these are hundreds of years of families trying to get the American dream, quote unquote. And, you know, they ended up starting a big company and maybe it's called Tyson Chicken. And they have farms and, and families and salaries and healthcare and all these employees that they rely on. They're not going to just stop the company because a couple vegans are protesting. Like, yeah, right. you, 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 you have to understand right. these are companies. Like, they're not going to stop for you. So that doesn't mean they're right. 
but they're trying to do their own thing and get through this thing called life as best they can. And it might be the wrong thing to do, but that's not your problem. Just like me being vegan isn't your problem. Whatever I do and whatever you do are two totally different things. You got to make your the own decision that's best. You got to make the best decision rather that's best for you. And the faster we do that and quit listening to all these big companies and playing the victim card, like just do the right fucking thing. Yep. Right? Just do the right. Just just take responsibility and realize, you know, they're they're making food. You know, you're lucky that someone is doing chicken. You know, you could be out doing your own chicken. Ooh. So. Yeah, dude. You know, right. you don't want to eat chicken. Don't eat chicken. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, let if you want to be free, let other people be free. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of people are going to say, Dane, well, uh, but I don't have time to make my own chicken. <laughs> you make the time. Make the time because it's important, right? Like. I guarantee you watch the Kardashians. I guarantee you watch that new movie on Netflix. You have time for that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the best thing I ever did was stop watching TV. The absolute best thing I ever did. Stop watching movies. Get your subconscious back. Because the first step is to get your subconscious back. Because mm. you don't realize you condition yourself every time you watch TV. And you, you break that addiction, man. That and food addiction, you're free. So, bro, you, you can do everything. So, hold on, Dane. So, you don't watch any TV? Nope. Ooh. I don't watch any TV. Tell me, tell me more about the that. Only t- the only, the only, I, I, I will, I will make one exception. The only TV, I, if I, if I did watch TV, was if I went to a family member, and they had like a football game on. I might indulge for about ten minutes of that. Yeah. You know, once in a, once in six months or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, no, I don't, I don't watch any TV. I don't watch any shows. Wow. None of it. So it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me. You know, it's a, it's a good way to waste time mm. unless it's a podcast and then that's that's fun yeah 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 unless it's a pod, but that but that's not I mean, in my opinion that's not tv when yeah. i say tv i mean like watching a soap opera on, on tv you know yeah yeah but i'm huge i'm huge on tiktok i watch tiktok so yeah um you know if it's good media it's good media absolutely but uh, you have you have to be honest with yourself and say you know is this actually programming my subconscious for good mm. do i feel better tomorrow because i watch that or I don't, do i feel worse because of that is this programming mm. me with creativity or with fear because that's basically the two options i see for everything that i watch i look at it through that lens is this helping me you know become aware of something and be to create a create something a solution to this or is this just making me afraid yeah that's so true dude and you know it is a lot of what we consume and people don't understand that the algorithm is based off of things we like you yeah yeah, based on what you watch. Yeah. So, like, the, the more bullshit you consume, the more bullshit you're going to see. So if you can yeah. switch your mindset and consume good stuff, you know, like, uh, but it was some comedian that said something on a podcast that I was listening to, and he was like, everyone's complaining about the algorithm and social media, and it's so dangerous, and it's there's so much negative on social media. Have you ever tried an experiment of 30 days, just follow and like a bunch of puppy videos? It's like, just follow a bunch of puppy videos, watch puppy videos, like puppy videos, just only consume that for 30 days. And he goes, your social media after that is going to be nothing be but all puppy, puppy videos. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, yeah. social media isn't bad. It's you. Yeah. You like the bad yeah. shit. So that's what's happening. That's what you're getting fed. Yep. And it's a mirror. Everything's a mirror. Yeah. Everything's like that. But it comes back. It all comes back to responsibility. Mm. Either you're going to take either you choose to take responsibility for your life or you're going to blame something else. It's that simple That's right. on anything. It could be food, social media, people, whatever. Yeah. Responsibility.
Well, <laughs> responsibility. Well said, dude. <laughs> the basics. Yeah, dude, the basics. <laughs> and uh, so last thing before I let you go, because we're already at like 30-something minutes. I want to be cognizant of your time. What, what's a day-to-day life for Dane? You wake up in the morning. Give, give us a quick rundown yeah. routine to help some people. Yeah, so the first thing I do, and a lot of people hate this. I got a video taken down for this. So definitely don't put this up unless you want to get your video taken down. <laughs> But uh, what, one of the things that I, what I, I do, and I absolutely love it, and it's completely changed my life, and it's, it's out there. It's like my fasting. You know, people don't like hearing this. You know, the truth, they don't like it. But I go and, and, I, and I sun gaze. I look at the sun. As soon as it comes up over the horizon, I look directly at it, and I look at it for about 30 minutes. Yes, I'm blind, obviously. I wear glasses. Uh, that's what people always give me a hard time for. Because you look at but, the sun. Uh, no, I... I <laughs> Um, it makes a huge difference. Um, I feel a lot, a lot better. It helps. It helps. Um, you go look at the yogis and stuff. They talk about it. You go look into this stuff. Um, but I do that. And then uh, I do my breathing. I'm, I'm huge in Wim Hof. I'm sure you know Wim Hof. Oh, yeah. um, but I also do pranayama. So I do like the, you know, just through the nose, a couple minutes. You know, like this. And then I do nostril. Mm. To balance um, left, right side of the body, clear your sinuses. I do that for a couple minutes. Okay. So I do each, each, you know, it varies every day. I don't have like a set prescription, but at least two minutes. Yeah. And then I do Wim Hof's, which is, you know, most people know Wim Hof's, but it's just full, fully in, you know, breathe fully, let it out, relaxed, and then you cycle it. You know, and you do that for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And you'll get you'll get lightheaded, you'll get high, whatever you want to call it. Um, you might you might pass out, so don't do this while driving. Yeah. Um, and you you will feel like you'll feel great. I mean, you really will. You'll feel great. And then on your last one, you'll stop breathing. You'll hold it. You can hold your breath for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. You know. Um, yes. After about one round, you can do this because you're super oxygenating your body. Um, there's more to it than that. I absolutely love these things yeah. every day. I have to do them because um, I'm like everybody else. I'm like, you know, I'm like the energizer bunny. I have to keep beating my drum. Um, if I don't do those things, you know, I, I have, um, I'm not as productive. For sure. So yeah. after that, I start, I'll start writing down, you know, normally ideas will start flowing to me. My brain starts working better and I'll start writing ideas for videos. Um, or I'm working in the garden every day, every day. I'm planting something or, uh, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the things that give me meaning. And, um, yeah, that's great, man. And you have your own garden at home. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's definitely, we've, we've tried that for sure. And we, we have a big plan, uh, to build a garden on the side and that's, man, that's the way to go. If you can get, even just start with herbs and, you know, cilantro and parsley and, you know, just little things. You can grow those inside. Yeah, exactly. You can grow those inside. And, and then move it off to, you know, outside tomatoes and, you know, all those, all those big things, lettuce, like, but start small and just having those seasonings and using those, you know, instead of like dried cilantro, just that alone, right. you get a couple, you get a taste of that, man. And you're like, there's nothing better. There's nothing. Yeah. And don't buy it at the store because yeah. they have it at the store and people are like, well, I'm just going to buy it at Publix and Winn-Dixie and the cilantro there. Right. No, dude, it, there's something special about it's no different. It's than, got the electrical. Yeah, it's electrical. It's straight. It's been charged by the magnet of the sun. 
mm. and you have that magnetism. So when you eat it, that's why it tastes so good. Yeah. It's electricity. Look into Dr. Sabi. He's not a doctor, but that's what he's called. And um, yeah, he talked about all this. He goes really, really deep. Dr. Sabi? Yeah, Dr. Sabi. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll check that out. But yeah, there is something special about that man for sure. I mean, the less, and you got to look at it like the less amount of food and things you do that people touch, that's going to be better for you. That's the easiest way to do it, right? Like your cilantro that you grow at home that's powered by the sun above you, uh, or in this case, it's actually physically inside, but you're doing it yourself versus cilantro that's picked and then traveled in a truck that's full of gas and who the fuck else knows? A thousand people are touching on the way from where it got planted yeah. to where it ends not, up in the store. Yeah, but not just not, not just that. It's been sprayed a hundred times with chlorine and and fluoride by the time you eat it because they have to keep missing it to keep it alive. And so all this and the time, it loses its electrical component. It's a life component. Yeah. So grow your food. It's not that hard. You know, when you really do that, I replace my TV and my video games food with growing food outside. Yeah. You know, make that your game. You have to make the game of the good things. Yeah. And your life will change. Yeah. Well said, man. Dane, this was this was good, man. I definitely want to do it some more because there's a lot of topics we can get into for sure. Um and then of course uh I'll send you all these links, you know, and the videos when I when I get them edited and stuff like that. But where can people find you? What's your social media? Yeah, yeah. So it's at Soul Connection on TikTok. I'm doing YouTube, Facebook. I don't really like them because they censor too much. Um, mm. But I'm still going to get on there because I know I should. Um, but yeah, mainly just TikTok for now. And then, of course, the website, Beyond Link. Beyond Link. Uh, you can find everything that, that I that, that's very helpful to me and uh, all my recommendations and also books, free books, PDF books that you can go very deep. And uh, yeah, I wish everyone the best to be healthy and to take responsibility because it's up to you. Well said, Dane. Well, dude, thanks again so much, man. Enjoy that sun. I'm jealous. I'm about to go head outside myself. So uh, thank you for the time, yeah, brother. I'll and see you outside next time. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Bring your, bring your mic and your computer outside. Sold. Done deal. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dane, I appreciate you, man. You too, bye.